Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Chicago's Legal Latte, a series of podcasts brought to you by Lavelle Law Limited. Throughout this series, the attorneys from Lavelle Law will share their answers to questions about a variety of topics for individuals and small businesses. To participate in today's discussion, you can email us at podcast at lavellelaw.com. And I'm glad to have everyone back with us today. Um, you know, I think we've got a, uh, a particularly interesting conversation lined up for you, and, and that's probably a common statement I make here on the podcast, but it's one that I uh, certainly believe in and feel like we've uh, always done our best to uh, to bring you the opportunity to talk about some, some interesting topics. And today what we're going to do is take a look at, um, I guess, for lack of a better way of describing it, we're going we're gonna to combine a couple of different topics that we've covered in the past, and uh, I'll kind of lead us into that conversation in just a minute here. We're going to be talking with uh, Attorney Timothy Hughes of LaBelle Law Limited. Tim is uh, a partner at the firm. He's joined us in the past and always enjoy our conversations with him. Uh, You know if you've heard us in the past that uh, Tim brings a lot of experience in the area of taxation. And today we're going to talk about taxes, but we're also going to talk about bankruptcy, and particularly if you are in a bankruptcy filing, the question is, are tax, taxes dischargeable uh, during a bankruptcy? And that's that's a question that's, uh, I think, been debated a little bit. We'll find out the, the true story here and get some details about it as Tim joins us. So, Tim, first of all, thanks for being with us. Nice to talk to you today. Oh, thanks for having me. Always a pleasure to chat with you, Jim. So, um, you know, naturally someone who's going through bankruptcy um, has, a, has a fair amount of issues to deal with. And Certainly, uh, they always look for guidance from people like yourself to get them through that process uh, in as good a shape as possible. But as you go through the ins and outs and the assets and debts that they have, uh, I'm sure one of them is frequently taxes. And so the question arises, if if someone has a tax debt and they're going through bankruptcy, is that debt carry forward or is that something that can be dismissed in the process? It depends what type of tax it is. Some taxes are dischargeable and some are not. And, of course, we carefully look at that when somebody is thinking of filing bankruptcy because timing is also a factor on whether it could be dischargeable or not. Okay. So, um, as always, when we talk about the the IRS, there's specifics and guidelines. And as you said, some are, some are not. Can you give us kind of a high level then as to someone who may be in the situation? Are there certain types or amounts um, that are dischargeable? What what are the characteristics we look for there? Sure. Uh, The type of taxes that are dischargeable are income taxes. So that's the uh, 1040 that you and I file and everyone else on April 15th, or if there's been a proper extension filed on on or before October 15th of the year. And um, it's not, there's that type of tax can be dischargeable. It's not automatic. It has to meet a four-part test, which will go through. The other type of tax is uh, we call the trust fund tax, and that is not dischargeable. A uh, trust fund tax would be if you were an employer or and had uh, employees or withholding sales tax or employment withholding tax, that those liabilities owed to the government would not be dischargeable because the government says, uh, dear taxpayer, you are acting as a fiduciary for us and collecting that sales tax and collecting that employment tax, and your failure to turn over that money is a breach of your fiduciary duty, and 
that breach of fiduciary duty is what triggers those taxes to be not dischargeable. But the income, if they meet a four-part test, can be dischargeable. Okay. Well, obviously, that leads to the question there, as you alluded. Um, let's talk about that four-part test. Um, sure. You know, kind of take us through that step-by-step step and let us know a little bit about what those steps are. Okay. Well, the first one is the tax year has to be older than three years. So let's say 2010 was due on or before April 15th of 2011. You add three years to that. And that takes us to April 15th of this year, 2014. So in a matter of two and a half months, eight, uh, 2010 taxes can be dischargeable unless on or before April 15th of 2011, you filed for an extension. Then that April date turns into October 15th. But um, right now, we're pretty close. Let's just say 2009 and earlier can be dischargeable by meeting part one. Okay. Uh, part two is that the tax return has to have been filed at least two years before the bankruptcy petition is filed. And you would think that's an automatic, but occasionally uh, people do the wrong thing that they think, oh, I owe money to the IRS or the Illinois Department of Revenue. I will just hold off on filing and not file my return till I have the money because that way I won't get into trouble. That is a no-no. I know it's a little off topic on our tip or our conversation today, but always, always, always file your return, even if there's a balance due, because a good chunk of the penalties that the government charges is failure to file, and if you can eliminate that penalty, you are ahead of the game. So the two-year rule um, also can get into trouble if the government prepares a return ahead of you, and we'll probably talk about that in a little bit. The third test or factor to be met is the assessment has to be made at least 240 days prior to the bankruptcy petition being filed. And if the return's been filed for two years, that's pretty much an automatic. Then the fourth test is the liabilities owed to the government have to be not accrued as part of a pattern to defraud the government. So mm -hmm. missing one or two years, not a problem. Missing 10, 11, 12 years, maybe a problem. Okay. Well, a couple, a couple of things to talk about here, and, and, and I appreciate you taking us through sure. those, and I do want to circle back. that As you mentioned, because it, it, it comes up so often here on, on our conversations, and I just want to reiterate it, you know, if you cannot pay your taxes, you still file the tax, and, and you brought it up, and uh, as you mentioned, it's off topic, but we reinforce it so many times here. It, it's just imperative for so many different reasons, this being one of them, why you always put the return in even if you can't make the payment. Yep, and I will harp on that again since we're getting close to uh, tax time or people are receiving tax documents in the mail this month and thinking, well, maybe April 14th is a long ways away because we're in sub-zero weather right now. But the uh, penalty for failure to file will max out at 25% of the tax. So if you have a tax form showing a $10,000 liability, by your deciding to hold off till you get that $10,000, you're going to be adding 2500 to that tab in a matter of just over five months. Mm -hmm. 
And and as you mentioned, I don't want to get us off topic here, but just out of curiosity, when we talk about things that can be discharged, should they meet this four-part test, would that include any fines and penalties that had accrued, or is there just the, the base tax that's owed that would be discharged? No, the penalties and interest would follow the tax. So if the tax is dischargeable, those penalties and interests are also dischargeable. So okay. um, two and a half months away from having 2010 and all the earlier years possibly being dischargeable. Great. Uh, Tim Hughes is our guest. Uh, Tim, a partner at Lavelle Law. And, uh, of course, he's done a number of tax seminars in the area. Uh, we've talked about those in the past. And uh, he uh, he provides outstanding service to uh to a number of clients, both uh, corporate and individual, and uh, certainly always like to talk tax issues with him. And obviously, he's got a great deal of experience here in bankruptcy as well, um, as uh, Lavelle Law offers a, an outstanding bankruptcy practice group as well with a great deal of experience. Um, and, else- and also, to interrupt, uh, we're offering some free seminars in bankruptcy in February and March as well. Oh, excellent. Okay. We'll, we'll get call that information out. Call the office, and I'm sure we'll have something up on the on the website, lavellelaw.com, as well. Um, now, what about uh, timelines here? Is there anything else that can affect what happens in, in a course of action? Uh, you mentioned uh, certain time periods before the bankruptcy is filing. Anything else that people should know about from a calendar perspective? Well, filing the extension kicks out the April 15th date to October 15th. Uh, filing an offer and compromise can also extend the the, uh, the the periods. Also, not getting that tax return filed if the IRS files a substitute for return, fancy word for saying their version of what your tax return would look like, you will never ever be able to meet that second part test because the IRS will say, hey, we prepared the return. Even though it was wrong, we prepared it, so your filing doesn't matter. That tax year is not dischargeable. The IRS will correct or adjust their estimate to your corrected return, but, um, again, file your return, file your return. That's um, uh, something we always tell clients. Okay. Now, if we've got somebody listening here and and they've heard the four-part test and they've kind of looked at their situation and said, yep, you know, check, 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 I, I meet all of those, uh, I assume that that just doesn't automatically put them in a position to have these discharged, that there's a process that needs to be followed, and, and again, don't sit back and wait for something to come your way from the IRS. Well, actually, surprisingly, the order of discharge in a bankruptcy just says you are discharged of all dischargeable debts. It does not go through and say A, B, C are discharged, D isn't, and E, and so on. So uh, depending upon the nature of the client's uh, tax obligations, we will either file what's called an adversary in the bankruptcy to get a judicial determination that it is dischargeable, or if it's, you know, without a doubt dischargeable and the client just wants to follow up after the bankruptcy, we will then follow up with the insolvency unit of the IRS and say, hey, Mr. and Mrs. Smith filed their bankruptcy, got discharged on this date. Uh, will you issue a letter saying that years 204, 5, 6, and 7 are discharged? And they will uh, do so. Interesting. Okay. Now, we always talk about in bankruptcy discussions uh, some of the different approaches that people can take, different options, and 
um, things that uh, can factor into a bankruptcy. In terms of having taxes discharged, anything else we should know about in terms of options or things that a taxpayer should be aware of if they want to pursue this course of action? Well, we've been talking and throughout the conversation today saying IRS, but the mm-hmm. bankruptcy code doesn't pick on the IRS. It says governmental entities. So that includes the Illinois Department of Revenue or any municipality that may have an income tax. Uh, so the bankruptcy code is written broadly to cover all governmental income tax uh, liabilities whether it be IRS, Illinois Department of Revenue, or uh, Little Town, USA. Okay. So, uh, you know, obviously if people are accumulating a, a tax liability, they're, they're probably doing it at multiple levels. So that's certainly a, a reassuring comment there to know that this might uh, might alleviate them. Now, you'd, you also mentioned, you know, briefly here, um, you know, making sure that you're not defrauding the government through a, a series of missed, uh, purposely missed payments and such. And I assume that the bankruptcy process is not one that someone can use as a means of getting out of a tax debt. If everything else is solvent in their lives and they've just been, a, a, you know, avoiding their taxes, uh, bankruptcy is not going to be an option to get them off the hook in that regard. Uh, you know it when you see it. Uh, <laughs> in those cases, we have to really uh, talk to the client, figure out what happened. Was it outside circumstances that caused the uh, tax debt to accrue? Or was it some um, more questionable conduct that, uh, you know, would not lead you to that warm and fuzzy feeling of saying, hey, these people need a fresh start? Well, I uh, certainly want to take a chance here to uh, to say thanks to Tim Hughes. Um, always great to have him with us. And as he mentioned, uh, some tax seminars coming up in uh, February and March. So thanks, um, mm-hmm. let's make sure we get some information out on that. Um, you can find more information about Tim and a practice group at LavelleLaw.com. Uh, great deal of information in the past, and you'll also find uh, a series of podcasts that uh, Tim has participated in. So we encourage you to stop there, take a look, and once again, thanks to Tim for being with us, and thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Chicago's Legal Latte. If you have any questions or topics for a future episode, please call Lavelle Law Limited at 847-705-7555 or email us at podcast at lavellelaw.com.